This is episode 579 of the AWS podcast, released on April 10th, 2023. Here at the AWS podcast, we really do love to get your feedback. One place you can do it is off the podcast page where there's a button that says submit questions and feedback, and you can record audio and send it to us which is pretty cool. We do love to listen to it. We love to share it when you give us permission to as well. Please give it a go. We'd love to hear from you. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the official AWS podcast. We got some exciting updates with AWS VPC Lattice. I'm Han Wayne Lachlan, also known as Han Solo, your friendly neighborhood co-host of the official AWS podcast, and I'm joined by Justin Davies. Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. Cool. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at AWS? Sure. Yeah, so I'm Justin Davies. I'm a product manager uh, on the EC2 networking side, so I focus on kind of all things application layer networking got a networking background, more traditional networking, but these last couple of years, I've been primarily focusing on how do applications connect to each other. Before that, I was actually a solutions architect, um, mostly also working on networking with our strategic customers here at AWS. Nice. Well, we're here to discuss a really cool service update called VPC Lattice. This is a managed networking service that makes it easy for developers to connect, secure, and monitor communication between their application in a consistent and automated fashion. VPC Lattice brings features and functionalities of modern day service mesh technology directly into VPC. So I know what an application is, and I know what networking is, but what is application networking? Really good question. And it's actually pretty critical to what we're going to talk about with VPC Lattice. So um, a lot of people are familiar with basic networking. These are things like routers and switches, uh, how you deal with pushing packets from one side of a, of a request to the other side of a request in a typical client-server relationship. In AWS, there's a bunch of networking services. Uh, these are things like transit gateways and VPC peering and private link, where you basically have ways to connect your application from the client to the server across these VPC and account boundaries. Transit gateway, obviously, is like a big router. You can connect many, many VPCs together. VPC peering, a little bit smaller. Uh, this is like a direct VPC peering relationship, one-to-one. And then something like private link, which is much, much smaller, where you're basically poking a toothpick size hole into a VPC and sharing an individual service. So obviously the internet would be a super boring place if uh, it was just a bunch of routers and switches, just a bunch of networking technology and there was no applications or services on either end of those networking technologies. And so obviously you need applications. And when you have this, it introduces a whole bunch of new requirements and kind of tasks that you need to do to make these applications actually talk to each other when they depend on each other. This is things like service discovery. This is things like um, request level routing. Like how do I send my get requests to this set of servers and my put requests to another set of servers. It's also things like uh, that you don't really think about too often, which is like health checking. How do I know the backends are actually healthy? Load balancing. How do I scale up and scale down as my workload grows based on demand. Um, and then some higher level security stuff too, like authentication. 
and authorization. And so that is kind of like what the application side of it is. And when we talk about application networking, it's basically smushing those two things together. Solutions that combine both the application level side as well as that network connectivity stuff. Gotcha. So what is VPC Lattice exactly? Like, what are some of the use cases you're trying to solve or or like, why did you build it? Really good question. So uh, as we were talking about before, application and networking, over the last several years, we've been kind of listening to customers and trying to figure out, okay, look, you know what? We came out with VPC and it was kind of the world's first real time experiencing a full software-defined network. You know, you could spin up a virtual data center in the cloud with a VPC, and you could carve out your own little network boundary. If you didn't poke any holes in it with any of those networking solutions we talked about, nothing could get in, nothing could get out. And likewise, we saw customers adopting a multi-account strategy, so multi-VPC and multi-account. And you can think of AWS accounts as kind of a permissions boundary. And customers use these to kind of reduce their scope of impact, right? Like I can control in these tiny little buckets what has access to do what. But when we we saw customers adopting these strategies, it also introduced a bunch of new complexities, right? So if I do have workloads that are spread out across multiple VPCs and multiple accounts, now customers have to think about, okay, how do I reason about these connections? How do I get traffic from one place to the other if I have dependencies across these? And what happened is their application boundary, the things that their application needed to talk to, didn't necessarily map out to their network boundary, aka VPCs, or their permission boundaries, aka AWS accounts. And so we wanted to figure out a way of creating a new service that helped customers reason about their application layer boundary and solve both those application layer uh, networking connectivity needs, the things like network connectivity between VPCs and accounts, as well as the higher level functions that you would expect from some sort of an application layer proxy. You know, the health checking, the service discovery, the load balancing, the request level routing, authentication, authorization, so on and so forth. Gotcha. And yes, there is that multi-account strategy where you have uh, organizations that have basically applications with microservices that needs to talk to each other. So definitely interesting problem to solve here. So what are some of the key features of VPC Lattice? Yeah, so um, before I get into kind of the major features of VPC Lattice, the thing I'd probably talk about is kind of the three core things that VPC Lattice is really tackling and what it's actually accomplishing. And so the first thing that I like to usually kind of introduce is the fact that VPC Lattice is basically an application layer proxy. You can think of it very similar to an application load balancer, uh, where it handles that kind of higher level application layer proxy functionality, the load balancing, the health checking, the request level routing, those L7 type logic of how you want to handle traffic to your backends to support things like blue-green deployments or canary-style rollouts. So that's first and foremost. It's an application layer proxy. The second thing is that it's also network connectivity. So today, if you think about how these kind of workloads are deployed across multiple VPCs, typically you might have something like a transit gateway and an application load balancer to handle both the network connectivity and the application layer proxy functionality. 
With VPC Lattice, it's actually kind of one thing. It's basically built a system that is basically the network connectivity that can also have targets and resources across VPCs and accounts. So that's kind of the first thing that it's uh, built on. The next thing I would, I would like to talk about is the idea that um, it helps customers get zero trust security principles in place. Um, we've integrated with AWS IAM to bring authentication and authorization with IAM identities for your own service to service workloads. So if you think about how I am today, what you're familiar with most is setting up resource policies for AWS resources. This could be for EC2 APIs, or it could be for things like your S3 bucket or objects within your S3 bucket. What we do with VPC Lattice and this integration that we have with I am now is the ability to actually use resource policies where the resource is your own service. And so you get the same kind of scale that handles almost a billion packets per second or <laughs> authorizations per second and supports kind of things like Prime Day, but for your own service to service transactions. So that's kind of the, uh, the zero trust, helping customers get that zero trust kind of architecture principles in place. And then the last thing I would say is that we've actually built this technology directly into VPC, right into the substrate. And so what you get from that is the ability to kind of have a very consistent experience for some of these higher level tasks across all the different kind of platform types. Whether your workload's living on EC2 instances or containers or serverless compute, you get a very consistent experience for all of these features. And that's kind of really powerful because a lot of the time you're dealing with multiple personas, right? Your application developers, probably want to figure out what compute makes the most sense for their workload. Maybe they've identified a workload as good for serverless, or maybe they're adopting Kubernetes and they want to deploy in Kubernetes. You want to empower your developers to have that kind of capability, but you don't want to sacrifice kind of the tools and controls that the admin requires um, to kind of make sure that they don't end up on hacker news or something like that. And so, by separating these personas and building it directly into the VPC substrate, we're actually able to kind of offer that consistency since we're completely outside of user space, regardless of if it's on instances or containers or serverless compute. Yeah, and having that flexibility, but also ensuring that security is very important. And, you know, going back to what you were saying about zero trust, right? So how does VPC Lattice come into the picture for a zero trust architecture patterns? Yeah, and so this touches back on a couple of things. And let me, there's a lot of people that uh, may be unfamiliar with zero trust. I'm sure they've seen it all over the news. It's a very, very hot topic of discussion. So they definitely have seen it. But a lot of the time, I think there's a lot of misperceptions of kind of what it means. And I think there's several blogs that we've come up with, and we actually have some AWS documentation online where we kind of talk about how AWS thinks about it. So first and foremost, like the kind of idea of zero trust is this idea of, you know, strong authentication, context-specific authorization, and a de-emphasis on network controls. And I think there's nothing wrong with this, by, by the way. It's just where I think people kind of overemphasize and kind of concentrate on is this idea of de-emphasis of network controls. And it's not that 
we want to get rid of network controls. It's just that we don't want necessarily to use IP addresses as the identity framework, right? But we shouldn't be discarding network controls, right? We still do believe in a defense in depth strategy, this ability of providing layers, right? It's like Swiss cheese. If you get through one hole, we want you to basically not get through all of them. We don't want you to go all the way through, right? And by having these ability to have strong network controls, the ability to control your actual scope of impact by specifying very clearly from a network layer, what do people have access to in the first place? And then also implementing the strong authentication and authorization. That is kind of our strategy and our thought process on how we should implement this. And this is exactly how we've built VPC Lattice, so that you can have this kind of layered approach where your network boundaries can be closely defined with your application layer boundaries. And then you can also layer on top the network controls as well as the application layer controls. Yeah, and definitely ensuring that we have that network and application boundaries to make sure that is a zero trust or secure environment is definitely key. So um, thinking about customers, right? So how should customers think about Lattice when it's compared to AppMesh or the Elastic Global Balancer ELBs? Really good question. So like we were talking about kind of earlier, BBC Lattice has been kind of on our mind from a concept from a very long time now because we've been looking at how customers deploy their applications and some of the challenges that they have, some of the things that they really like. And if you look at BBC Lattice and you look at the features, you'll see that it, there's a lot of similarities across the board with already existing products and existing technical solutions that are out there today. It's just packaged a little bit differently and kind of more purposefully. And so if you think about it, application layer routing, kind of request layer routing, this exists in solutions like the API Gateway or the ALB to handle kind of that load balancing type functionality. We talked about the network portion, things like Transit Gateway that already solve this kind of stuff. Things like Private Link that allow you to kind of privately expose services. There's a lot of similarities there. When we shift directions, we talk about something like App Mesh. App Mesh is a traditional service mesh. And if you're familiar with service meshes, the idea is to basically do application layer networking by placing a sidecar proxy or a proxy, similar to what we're talking about with ALB, <laughs> next to every single workload, which solves a lot of really cool problems. Number one, it offloads the uh, client from having to change their code to do some, some tasks like authentication or client-side retries or any of those kind of things. And it also does a lot of this higher level functionality that we talk about that a proxy can do. The challenge becomes this idea is as you scale up, you really are putting a proxy next to every single one of these workloads, which can really be a challenge at scale. And when we looked at this and we looked at where customers were asking us to go, we saw an opportunity to say, look, we do love the features and functionality of a service mesh, but we don't like the idea of having all these sidecar proxies next to everything. We don't like the dynamic nature of them. And so we saw an opportunity to actually kind of push those proxies into the VPC substrate and get the benefits of kind of all of these things. And while combining it with a network connectivity mechanism, now we kind of are really solving that end-to-end -end story for customers, right? By having that network connectivity side, 
as well as the application layer proxy side without having to run something in user space. Again, like we talked about before, this is also what helps us support multiple workloads. It's not just for containers. It's not just for EC2. It supports serverless. You can put something on Lambda or Fargate, so on and so forth. So I think that is probably one of the biggest things is just kind of um, this idea of getting away from having to run things on host and having a fully managed control plane as well as a data plane. Oh, that's very like, insightful and super cool what you're trying to do there to help with all things with the app monetizations and secure bounds of networking and applications. So the last question I have for you is how do customers get started? Well, so we are now GA. Originally, we launched as a preview at reInvent, but now we are GA. So you can go in and you can find VPC Lattice in the VPC console and get started. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Justin, thank you so much for coming in the podcast today. Absolutely. I had fun doing it. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And as always, we love to get your feedback. There is a link in the show notes to submit feedback. And until next time, keep on building.